This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey, everyone. Uh, it's, uh, what is today? Third Wednesday? I have no idea what day it is. Wednesday, right? Yeah, Wednesday. And we have your favorite returning expert, Anna Kelly, with us. How are you doing, Anna? I'm great. Happy New Year, Michael. Thank you. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry all Christmas. that wonderful yeah, stuff. Up. <laughs> yeah, man. Can you believe 2020 is almost over? I can't. Yeah. This year has like been the year of crazy and crazy fast. <laughs> yeah, it really has. I mean, I, I remember our conversations last December because you're doing some tax things now that you did last year. I'm like, wait a second. Didn't you just buy that last year? We'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But I'm like, wow, it was really a fast year. So pretty crazy. Yeah. So one thing I thought we should talk about, because you and I are both helping people get started in real estate investing, and we should just have the conversation. What do you do when there's no inventory? The stuff that's out there is either either overpriced or priced at a price point that doesn't cash flow. I mean, how do we have conversations? You know, what do you do with your students? I'll talk about mine, but we just need to realize that, yeah, this has been a tough year to do deals. Yes, it has been. And, you know, I, I talk about when you're looking for deals, finding deals that really fit your primary financial bucket, your main financial goal. And for those of us who income is the primary goal, you're always looking for deals that are going to cash flow. And in order to find deals that are going to cash flow, you've got to buy right. You got to get a good deal on, on the front end. And you've got to have some upside in the rent so that you can kind of force that appreciation, raise the rents, and then you're raising your cash flow. Plus then you can kind of cash out, re refi, you know, pull a chunk of money and, and keep buying more and rentals. Do it again. Cash yeah. flow. And that's been really tough to do this year because yeah. prices have been going up, 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 up. There's so much pent up demand to buy properties as a preservation of capital play mm -hmm. because of fear in the market and fear in the economy. So you've got your, you've got your home buyers that are buying because interest rates are low. Mm -hmm. You've got flippers still trying to flip and capitalize on the upside. You've got landlords that want these properties, you know, and then you've got just general investors that are like, get me out of the stock market. Where's a safe place to put money? Yeah. So, so much demand and not a lot of supply. So it's just, it's been really tough for people that really want to get started and create that strong income. So you've got to do a few things. And one of the things that I tell my students is you've got to kind of expand your market. So if your particular local market is just not giving you what you want and there isn't the supply that you need, you might want to branch out somewhere within an hour or two hours of your home initially, just a little further to say, is there another pocket where there's less demand, but there's still supply and I can get a decent deal? Um, and I'll just tick off a few and then we can talk about mm -hmm. them. And then this, the next one I think about is um, really starting to partner with others in a different area. So if you can't find something within two hours, you know, and you know that, you know, Michael's in Fresno, you know, killing it in Fresno. It's like, okay, how can you add value and create a partnership with someone that's boots on the ground and has a network where you want to invest? Mm -hmm. 
And then the other thing is really to shift gears. And I'm, I'm really cautious and I go into a lot of detail with my students and people that I'm, I'm just giving you know, friendly advice to. You don't wanna chase shiny objects and get too scattered or squirrel syndrome where you're like, oh, there's a storage building for sale or there's a mobile home park or there's a vacation rental. You gotta be careful not to get too scattered but at the same time, you have to say for every economy and every market, what's the market giving me today where there is opportunity? And can I marry that opportunity with my financial goals, even if it's outside of my normal niche, like apartments or single family homes? And so we've talked a lot about this year. You know, I've looked at some vacation rentals and I've bought one. I'm under contract on another. That's an example where I said, I see opportunity there. I'm already kind of playing in that space but I've put much more money in those this year than I have my own multifamily units. Um, and then, you know, there's all kinds of opportunities within that. So that's the primary things that, that I'm talking about right now. Yeah. I think I'm trying to hit, I'm trying to hit the, this has been a tough year, even for me. Right. Mm -hmm. I want them to realize I, again, I've said it on video a couple of times. I think I've submitted almost, if not more than 250 offers this year, Wow. more than I've done probably since like 2011 or 12. I was pretty busy then. But this has been a year I've submitted more offers and frankly gotten the least counters ever. So first off, when I talk to my students, I want them to realize that yes, it's even been a hard year for me. It's, yes. And then the other thing I want people to realize is in my 20 years, this has been the hardest year. And mm. it is because of inventory, right? We're, I'm basically talking residential here, right? Fourplexes yeah. and down, mainly houses. Yes. There's been no inventory because the normal cycle of selling was disrupted, right? People were like, nope, I'm afraid. I'm either I'm afraid of the virus or I'm afraid of my job or I'm just afraid. They just pulled back. They pulled back for the year. Mm. And that meant no supply. And oh, by the way, the same environment has caused a higher demand. We have class A millennials going, I do not want to live in a high rise urban. My boss is telling me I can leave. I'm going to go 60, 90 minutes away and buy a home. And right. their quality of life changes, right? They no longer pay four grand for a shoebox. They pay 2,800 for a 3,000 square foot house, right? It, it's yeah. bananas. So we have increased demand. And then we have the Fed just beating on interest rates going lower. I mean, I could not imagine a two on the 30 year. I've heard yeah. people get a 199. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So again, we have all of these things that are artificial and hopefully knock on wood once in a lifetime. So yeah. I bring that all up because what I'm trying to tell my students is do the work, yeah. learn your market, yeah. spend an extra 30, 45. And I, I try to make them feel good because if you're looking at your market today and doing what you and I talk about, look at it 10 to 20 minutes a day, it is changing rapidly. Yes. I mean, I had to look at our market for nine or 12 months before I really felt like it was going on because it was just slower. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to make him feel good about 2020, but I also want them not never to do an average or bad deal, right? I believe every market produces an average return, right? And in my market today, that's about six and a half. So don't do a six and a half, right? If, you, if, if most of the people I talk to work full time, I'm like, dude, you're going to pull the trigger once, maybe twice a year. So it's okay. You don't have to say yes to everything. Right. And then lastly, I want people to realize as, as empty as so few inventory was on the market this year, I've been watching consumer behavior for two decades. 
people will not disappoint next year. People are going to say, I am cooped up. I am freaking done painting my kid's bedroom. Uh, the carpet is already trashed. I want to upgrade. And oh, by the way, they're sitting on more equity. So we are going to have the spring selling season of all spring selling seasons next year. So I'm telling my students, get ready. It's okay if you didn't do your first deal this year. You're going to do your first deal in 2021. I believe the inventory starts to trickle in in April. And if you're ready, you're going to be able to find a good or great deal. Um, because again, when inventory comes, it will come in different quantities or quality, excuse me, quality, right? There'll be the turnkey stuff. There'll be the old, you know, has been updated in two decades stuff. And that's just going to mean opportunities for investors. Because right now the inventory is so low, it's only owner occupants in my market. And it's, it's just tough. And again, I want people to realize 250 offers, nothing, no counters. I'm, you know, don't feel bad, but yeah. also don't feel bad having cash in the bank either. It's, you don't have right. to feel like it's burning a hole in your pocket. Right. All of that is so, so good. And, you know, that's, that's another thing that I've really said to my, my students. I mean, a few of them haven't been able to find that deal. And it's like, it's really better to learn and learn and practice through all these offers and all the numbers and really know what a good deal looks like so that when it does happen, you're ready to go and you don't have to lose out because you're taking, you know, two days to analyze something. It's exactly. like, this is the time to learn and get really, really good and proficient at what you're doing and just trust the process and play the long game. And when yeah. the right properties come, you'll be ready because you've, you've put in the work not to just say, this is too hard. I'm giving up on real estate. No, oh, like yeah. this is the time to learn and get really, really good because there are really good deals, absolutely, without a doubt, coming in the near future. And, you know, to your point about finding deals, like for my own portfolio, I sold a lot this year because it's high to the market. Yeah. So if I can't buy, I'm going to sell and capitalize on it. And then I'm going to be ready for those deals with the cash that I sold. You know, I was frustrated, Michael. I didn't get to do a 1031 exchange that, you know, coveted 1031 exchange, which is, you know, we always say we're going to never sell until the capital gain hit. <laughs> Well, if there's not any property on the market that you really want to buy, it's better to take the tax hit than For to buy sure. something mediocre. So, you know, I'm going to pay capital gains this year. Thank God that the, the gain rates are lower than I think they have been in my lifetime. Mm -hmm, and then probably. just start over next year with what you replace. But for our own portfolio, I've only bought one 10 unit building. And really that was like perfect timing and network before it hit the market. Or I probably wouldn't have gotten that one either, you know, so that leads me to one other thing is off-market deals. I do really teach my, my students to go after off-market. You got to drive for dollars, just like in single family. Mm -hmm. You got to be sending mailers. You got to be uh, skip tracing and finding their phone numbers and calling, putting feelers out to every attorney, um, title company, realtor that you know that I'm looking for an off-market deal. And those kind of things, while they take time, always yield rewards over mm -hmm. time. So go after deals in any different way you can. Don't just sit there looking on the MLS because you might not find it there. Um, but yeah. yeah. Another gift for you just to have another thing that I've done that's proved very valuable is, again, if you're a full-time employee like me, you just don't have time to do that. What I did with a couple of wholesalers is um, I had I basically helped generate a list and then I, I covered 50% of the marketing costs, right? If you're going to go send 1,000 or 10,000 mailers, what I told the wholesaler is, hey, I'll pay half. All I want is first right of refusal. I'm not going to ask for a sweetheart deal. I just want 30 or 45 minutes to say yes or no before anybody else looks at it. Price it however you want, but I get the first 
yes or no answer if it comes from this. And every wholesaler I've done that with is like, absolutely. I think, I think, um, I don't know, I may have done it 10 times, maybe eight times so far. I think I've gotten four, maybe four, four, yeah, probably four deals out of it that I said yes to clearly paid for the mailer and the wholesaler won because they got, they got the money they wanted. So it really is win-win for everyone. That's worked. That's awesome. And that's, you know, that's just a testament to how important it is to get creative and out of the box because you got to figure out very out of the box ways to find deals and find the money. And if you can do that all the time, you'll be successful no matter what the year looks like, whether it's a 2020 yeah. or whether it's a, you know, 2012 exactly. or a 2021. I'm being very optimistic. There you go. 2021. Well, thank you very much. This is a conversation we have to have again, folks. Last thing, if you're doing the work, I promise you 2021 will be better than 2020. I agree. Awesome.